0: Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, the Ducks are singing the blues, and speaking of the blues, I'm joined by a special guest today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, and okay, I've been covering hockey for over a decade now. I've been working on the minor leagues for a while. Those games are more fun than what the Ducks have put out over the past two nights, If that doesn't tell you enough about this team, I don't know what does. But welcome, everyone. A reminder, you can hear the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. And also, make sure to give us a five-star rating. Go ahead and do that right now. And also, make sure to hit that subscribe button if you have not already. And I love email. I love hearing from you guys. Drop me a line at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And I have a special guest for the next couple days, because we have a special, I guess, freeway face-off coming up tomorrow. Joining me today and tomorrow is the host of Locked on Kings and the part-time percussionist for a Right Said Fred cover band, it's Sarah Avampado.
1: Man, you gave up my secret, like, my secret cover. That's my secret identity. (laughs) That, wait, I'm sorry. That, did I blow your cover? I'm sorry. You did a little bit, but that's all right. I'll, I'll get a new one from the from my handler. Oh,
0: um, for for those that want to know, um, what is your alias on this cover band? Or, or uh, can you my, tell us?
1: My my alias uh, for this cover band, if by cover band we mean uh, social media in general, uh, you can find me at Right Said Sarah with an H because. I love puns, and I have to give credit to my friend Claire who came up with that. I was not funny enough to come up with that. Um, I would like people to think I was, but I'm not. Uh, but that is uh, that is the origin of my secret identity, let's say. And I will try to utilize that secret. Anyway, so <laughs> we we have
0: a game coming up on Tuesday. It's only a one-off, which isn't that weird? It is,
1: especially with all these two-game series. Like, why?
0: <laughs> uh, here's why. So they can play five games in a matter of a week and a half later on down the line and the reasoning no there is a reason for this apparently because there is still the hope that we can have fans in may or late april Mm. and if we can have fans for those games imagine how many fans can show up for those games right
1: i mean yes and it's gonna be Everyone's just going to have so many feelings. Those are great games to make people go to after not having hockey for months. Feelings of tanking, right? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah.
0: Because I I think by then, both of our lousy teams will be out of it by then. And they'll (laughs) be in full tank mode by then because, hey, guess who's in the same division? The Minnesota Wild, the Mm. Colorado Avalanche, Mm. the Vegas Golden Knights, and the (sighs) St. Louis Blues. Why? Why?
1: I liked him when we got to play, like, Edmonton and stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, you, do you really want to say that, considering what they're doing or what they did to the Ottawa Senators?
1: True. I liked it when we got to play the Canucks and stuff.
0: I mean, the Ducks did okay against Vancouver. The Kings surprisingly did well against Vancouver the past few years. Hmm. The Ducks like playing Edmonton. Uh, see, I don't know why. Whenever Edmonton comes to Anaheim, the Oilers seem to forget how to how to hockey. <laughs> Same with the flames.
1: That's because they, they spent all their time like making Drew Doughty look like he forgot how to play defense, and then yeah. they come to Anaheim and they're like, well, we used up all of our energy now. See, I think the Oilers are still
0: they're still spooked by the miracle on Catella. Three goal comebacks. Three goal leads mm-hmm, are the mm-hmm. safest lead. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're just rem- reminiscing at this point because. Do we need to talk about the Ducks' last two games? The Kings haven't played, so we could talk about the Ducks since I host Locked On Ducks. So, uh, Kings fans, you could mute this. I'm going to talk about the Ducks for exactly two minutes, starting now. They lost on Saturday, six to one. The first three goals came within two and a half minutes. John Gibson was subsequently pulled from the game. After two and a half minutes, giving up three goals and six shots. That's a safe percentage of only 500. It didn't go much better after that. As St. Louis tacked on another three goals after that, they won 6-1 on Saturday night. You thought it got better? (laughs) Not so fast. Because on Sunday, the same kind of thing happened. Despite the fact that the Ducks, oh my god, they actually scored a power play goal. What is this madness? They've scored two power play goals in the last three games. That is not like the Ducks. But then they probably gave up four goals to the St. Louis Blues, and they lost 4-1, to one, despite the Ducks out-shooting the Blues for the most part. Can you believe that? But look at shot attempts. Look at where those shots were taken. Most of the Ducks' shots came from the blue line. The Blues, they have a deep blue zone right in the crease. And this is a hat tip to natural stat trick on this one. I put up a nice little graphic there to show that huge blue Blue Blob in the high danger zone. As I said, same story, different day. That is your 2021 Anaheim Ducks. So they scored two goals and allowed 10 goals to St. Louis. Sarah, is this more a testament of how bad the Ducks' offense is or how good the St. Louis Blues' offense is or something else?
1: I think it's somewhere in the middle. Um, I definitely... I had my microphone on mute so you didn't get to hear it, but I definitely said ouch out loud whenever you uh, (laughs) ran down the goal total in those games. Uh, I did not realize it was quite that dire, um, but yikes. It got
0: to the point where I was tweeting about the other game going on Sunday night, which went way better. And by other game, I meant San Diego goals. And we will talk about the San Diego goals more later when we talk about our minor league teams. Yay, we get to talk about the rain and the Goals later. That's more exciting than the Kings and Ducks, right? Yes,
1: definitely. There's <laughs> way more talent there, I think. Ooh. Ooh, what are you saying? Just, just whatever people want to interpret my words as, you know, that's fine. <laughs> this is for Kings and
0: Ducks fans, too. Because, let, let's face it, both our teams, they're kind of in tank mode a little bit. They're not beating the Avs they're not beating the Wilds they're not beating the Blues they're not going to beat the Golden Knights what is a team to do hmm let's look at the draft oh we can get a top three pick let's go for that because why not so I talked for two minutes about the Ducks last two games the less I talk about those games the better well I guess I could talk about the fact that Silverberg has done well recently he did score a power play goal that was it one thing that I do want to talk about before heading to the intermission, uh, there was
1: some shakeups going on in the lineup. Adam Henrique, he was out. Hmm, what do you make of that? Is it time for Adam Henrique to find a new home? Because that 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 seems like the move you make whenever you're getting ready to get rid of a guy. Is this the rumor that
0: we were kind of talking
1: about before? That hmm, hmm. I mean, do we do we
0: really want to start something here? Can, I mean, why not? Can can we? can we say that maybe Adam Henrique is a little bit um, what's the word I'm looking for here Sarah a little bit perturbed
1: yeah I was gonna say handsome but that's (laughs) that's really not relevant to 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 a trade or not I think maybe his
0: hair is not as good as Jeff Carter's hair
1: listen that's a whole podcast on its own man
0: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Adam Henrique He was, quote, a healthy scratch, unquote. He missed his first Ducks game ever, and this was his first time missing a game in 377 games. He had a consecutive game streak of 377 overall. He had played all 219 Ducks games since being traded up to Sunday. That's not a good way to end a streak. I don't know what kind of message that was trying to send, but... Obviously, it didn't work.
1: I think that, you know, Adam Henrique was not the problem with the Ducks. And uh, if they thought he was the problem, well, they, they may have just learned something valuable. I mean, that was a
0: pretty crappy way to end a streak, too, because, you know, many hockey players take pride in not missing games. And some of them take immense pride in those kind of consecutive game streaks. And to have that end at 377 in that fashion, I don't know who's to blame. I mean... There can be some blame on Dallas Eakins. There can be some blame on GM Bob Murray here. But I'm going to mute myself or rather bleep myself. But that's a really sh- way to end a consecutive game streak. I did not like that move at all. And I got to think that maybe Adam Henrique is a little bit pissed off. Could there be a trade in the works? What do you think?
1: I mean, I think it's definitely possible. And I think that he's someone who has enough kind of veteran presence and is respected enough in the the league that I think a team – I mean, his cap hit is a whole other story. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that a team who is kind of looking for that veteran sort of guy uh, would maybe be interested in him. Uh, I also was thinking about we already saw this once at the beginning of the season. It ended a little different, but with Keith Yandel on the Florida Panthers. And there was all this talk about how Joel Quenneville was going to healthy scratch him and put him on the taxi squad and all this stuff. And what a terrible way to end, you know, that same Iron Man streak of his um by healthy scratching him but it ended up it it was just another like Joel Quenville like idle threat via you know, like motivation via threat i guess uh, and you know um Yandel wasn't scratched or anything but yeah i mean i feel like it's a, i'd almost wish that Henrique was like secretly banged up or something and that's why he missed the game because that at least is defensible instead of like we're going to sit you to send a message like He really isn't the issue with the Ducks. You don't you're not going to send a message by scratching him or you are, but it's not the message you want to send. Exactly. Uh, We're going to head into the first intermission. But first,
0: uh, let's talk about BetOnline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. And that is BetOnline.ag, which is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And they have several lines for every sport, including the NHL. And I know this line isn't out yet, but I can bet that the Ducks and Kings game on Tuesday is going to have the Kings as the favorite because they are the home team, but not by much because look at both of our teams are terrible. And as far as whatever the over under is on goals scored, even if it's five, take the under. That's the safe bet because I don't think the Ducks are going to score more than one goal again. As for the Kings, they'll score, what, two or three, maybe? maybe? Yeah, that, that seems realistic. Yeah. So should we tell our listeners, take the under on this one?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, take the under on Tuesday night's game between the Kings and the Ducks. And you can take that bet on betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's BetOnline.ag. The exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please gamble responsibly. After the first intermission, Sir Avampado and I might start spreading some rumors. Hmm. Stay locked in. Dun 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 dun.
1: Start spreading the news. Adam Henrik Scratch today.
0: <laughs> he just won't be a part of it in old Anaheim. Beautiful. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks and Locked on Kings. Brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, You'll get a 20% discount off your next order. Once again, that's Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. I'm joined once again by Sarah Avampado as we are singing the blues. Ah.
1: I was just going to say, I've been doing this podcast for like a year and a half. How long have we been doing this? Like almost two years-ish? We've been doing and this a year the... and a half. Year and a half. That was the first time I've been goaded into singing on on the podcast, which honestly is a surprise because I always say that I'm going to do it and I don't. Uh, so you win. You win the prize. Yay! And
0: I win the reward of spreading some. To... No, we'll we'll figure out something to bet later on throughout the season because our teams are going to face each other eight times this year. And I know Sarah's going to come out here at some point this year. I'm probably going to go out to Chicago at some point. We'll figure something out. We'll have... You still
1: owe me poutine from last year.
0: I do still owe you poutine. That's right. I do from the playoff bet, which I lost.
1: <laughs>
0: when Pechanga Arena opens up again, you will have poutine. Oh, yeah. And it will probably be the... Oh, you know what you should have? The carne asada poutine. Ooh. Best one. Pechanga Arena, I miss you. <laughs> But we're going to talk about the baby ducks and baby kings later. Let's let's talk about Adam Henrique where he could end up. I mean, there's other players that are rumored about wanting to be traded. I mean, there's there's the rumors out in Montreal, I believe, where I think they're looking at trading one or two of their guys, right?
1: Hmm. I think uh, Vic Vic Mete. I think I think he has a French accent on yeah, it. Yeah, uh, Vic um, Mete. Yeah, I think he maybe or maybe not, depending on who you ask, uh, has requested a trade. I know Sam Bennett out in Calgary uh, has requested out of uh, out of Alberta. Um, I feel like cap space is going to be the killer on this because not a lot of teams have it.
0: Yeah, I know um, the Flames are looking to move players around. There's also the rumor that Mark Bergevin, uh, he could be jumping ship as far as the GM. So that's another story in itself. Montreal's got a lot of weird news uh, coming up pretty soon. I've also heard, I'm I'm sure you've heard this as well, that the Kings are willing to make some trades as well.
1: I mean, I I would not be surprised. I don't know. I don't know who they would like. They've run out kind of, of of older guys to get rid of at a trade deadline. And I don't. I think it's too early. I mean, I know we're like 10% into the season or something, which is a lot. Almost um, 20%. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty decent amount of time into the season. Um, I just, I don't know if Rob Blake, if Rob Blake looks at this team and thinks like, Hey, let's like, we can push for a playoff spot. Like it, does he actually see that happening? Like Please don't trade assets for a playoff run that isn't gonna gonna happen. Although I do, I do agree with the idea of at some point you just have to let the young guys get that experience, and you, you know you're gonna lose in the first round, but whatever. Um, you want them to feel what the playoffs are like. Um, I don't. I just. I don't see them. Like I don't. I just don't know. I, Rob Blake, Rob Blake. What are you doing? <laughs> I know you're listening to this podcast. Tell me your plan.
0: I don't, I, mean, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm sure Rob Blake is looking at some of the minor league players as well to move up at some point because the Rain have a ton of talent. Um mm-hmm. so I heard this rumor. So during Friday's under review on Sirius XM, uh Jonathan Davis suggested the Kings could make Kopitar available in a trade what? if someone is willing to take most of his salary.
1: What? No.
0: Yeah, no. I heard that and my first thought was, there's no way the Kings are going to trade him. But then, part of me in the back of my mind went, Rob Blake might do something that crazy.
1: I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him. And the thing that, like, the thing that I do like about him, as opposed to Dean Lombardi, is that even though Rob Blake is very much an integral part of the Kings' world and the the fabric that makes up the Los Angeles Kings, he doesn't have the same sentimentality towards guys that Dean Lombardi did. Like, I don't think Dean Lombardi would have ever flipped Cal Clifford at the deadline. No. He would have like, you know, he would have stapled Trevor Lewis to, to the Staples center. Ha. I didn't mean to make that a joke. Um, my God. before <laughs> trading him, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, Rob Blake doesn't have that same level of, I must keep this, this man because he is my son and I raised him with my own two hands. Um, that said, I, I, Anje Kopitar carries this team and I don't know what you could ever possibly get back for him that would make it worth it. Eat like even once his play goes downhill just having him around as as a, a well respected potential future hall of famer presence you you don't just get rid of that. Like I don't what what would you even want back for Anje Kopitar? Like I think the Ducks no one's that... going to give you yeah, yeah, the Ducks
0: have that same problem because Adam Henrique is still a premier goal scorer. He is yeah. he is a prior all-star. So, who do you get back for that player? Yes, the mm-hmm. Flames want to give up Bennett, but that's not equal value. Who else mm-hmm. is out there that could possibly be of equal value?
1: I mean, I feel like you start looking at teams that you just know are going to stink and like one that is I feel like not going to do very well this year. Uh, and we talked a little bit about this on the national show last week, maybe, or the week before is Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that their window is kind of closing. And if David Poyle can not do a Dean Lombardi impersonation and can start moving some guys who have value while they still, while they still can, um, I'm sure there are parts there in, in Nashville that you could start seeing be moved, um, Just to to get a fresh start there, but I I feel like Henry, a guy who is, even though he still has many years left on his contract, I feel like he's probably kind of ending, getting closer to the twilight of his career, let's say, and so I feel like he's the kind of guy who's going to want to go somewhere that he can win. All right,
0: so let's play armchair GM for both of our teams. Yes. What teams are you looking at? And you mentioned Nationals being one of those teams. What other teams are you looking at as targets? That are looking to trade.
1: I'm trying to think of teams that have things that like I would want (laughs) 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 that they would give up. (laughs) Not many. Um, Not many. Because I feel like the bad teams, the the us aside, but like New Jersey, for example, like they're still struggling in their rebuild, but they're not gonna give up any of their very good young players. And their older players are kind of fairly mediocre. Um, it's a very weird time in hockey. Like, I just don't think we're going to see a ton of movement. Um, You know, the, the Pierre-Luc Dubois and Patrick Laine switch was kind of a blockbuster, but it was also kind of a thing that everyone saw coming um, because both of those guys wanted out of their cities. And only (laughs) Pierre-Luc
0: Dubois was traded for Adam Henrique now.
1: (laughs) Or any King, not any King, but many of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think both our teams were in the pure Luke Dubois Mm -hmm. sweepstakes Mm -hmm. for a while. I know the Ducks were deep in the sweepstakes. But, man, looking back, that trade would have been really great for either team. Uh, We're going to head into the second intermission. Uh, Before we do that, do you want to just have, like, a random throw-out-there rumor? Like, let's put put something out there. Yes. Just to ruffle some feathers. What would be a good trade rumor for Adam Henrique?
1: He's going back to the Devils.
0: Whoa. Let's put that out there. Adam Henrique could go back to the Devils. Maybe Adam Henrique is a little bit disassociating himself with the Ducks after being benched for a game. That could happen. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Let's quote that out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to head into the second intermission. But Sarah, what's your favorite protein bar out there?
1: I think it would have to be this nifty little thing
0: called Bilt Bar. They are delicious. They are made with 100% chocolate, and most flavors are in a nut-free facility, which is great for me and great for some of our listeners. Uh, Sarah, what's your favorite flavor of Bilt Bar?
1: It is definitely cookies and cream.
0: Oh, that one's really good. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. Uh,
0: The white chocolate cookies and cream, by the way, is delicious. Have you had any of these specialty flavors?
1: I had the uh the pumpkin the pumpkin one that they did for fall the pumpkin spice something something um and it was very good I it- me not remembering the name of it is not an indication of the quality. It's an indication of how bad my memory is. But I had the pumpkin one. That one was pretty good. I missed out on the cookie dough flavor that they had briefly, and I'm still really mad about that. So if you're looking at Built Bars, you really do have to like check out the website a lot because they have secret things that yes. you're going to forget to buy, and then you're going to be sad.
0: Yeah, like the candy cane flavor or the mm-hmm. cookie dough flavor, which, by the way, is really freaking delicious.
1: Ugh, I missed
0: it. Hey, they they periodically come back for like a day or two. You never know. And by the way, check out the mailing list. It's really awesome. But if you go to builtbar.com right now and use promo code locked on, what'll happen, Sarah?
1: You're going to get 20% off your next order, which <gasps> is excellent. Is that so? It is so. Oh my goodness. That is the best deal ever.
0: Once again, BuiltBar.com promo code locked on get to twenty percent off your next order. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar in the land, mm. and also don't forget to try the Built Boost, the Built Go. I, I love the Boost Immunity; that's really good. We'll be back after the second intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to the Best Tasting Podcast. I mean, welcome back to Locked On SoCal Hockey, presented by Built Bar. It is Locked On Ducks and Locked On Kings. I'm Jason Hernandez, and that's Sarah Avampado. Hello, Sarah. Yo! Yo, hey. All right. So, instead of talking about our lousy teams, let's talk about the teams that actually have some fun talent, and that's the minor league teams in the American Hockey League. Yay! because we love covering the AHL. I've been doing it for Mm -hmm. a long time. You've been doing it for a Mm -hmm. while now, too. Mm -hmm. I think that's both of our primary leagues, right?
1: Pretty much. They're the ones that let me talk to people.
0: (laughs) Same here. Anyway, so uh, the Baby Ducks and the Baby Kings, otherwise known as the Ontario Rain and the San Diego Gulls. Yeah, they played each other on Friday night at the Ponda, their annual preseason game at the Ponda, which made me really sad because there was no crowd there. That was usually one of my favorite times of the year. Was the free preseason game, seeing about ten thousand fans there, all with free tickets, except for the concessions, of course, because those are always expensive at the Ponda. But come on, Ducks fans, you you know this. Ducks fans, don't kid yourselves. The concessions at the Ponda are not cheap. They're not. They're delicious, but they're not cheap. If you want quality concessions at a good price, go to San Diego. Go (laughs) try the freaking poutine. It's delicious. I've been saying this for a year year now. Over a year. (laughs) Get down there. Come say hi to me down there. Anyway, now that I'm off my ledge. The San Diego goals and the Ontario win played Friday night in front of no crowd at the Ponda. That was a really good game, by the way. Until the it was yeah until the end for you, uh, the rain had a three yeah. one lead late in the game, up until maybe a few minutes left. The goal scored two late goals to make it three to three, and then San Diego won it at the end. Sarah, you were watching this game, yes? Unfortunately, <laughs> what were your initial takeaways on that meeting between the goals and the rain?
1: I mean, my, my first takeaway was like this nonsense again, because, I mean, the Kings have already proven themselves to be really good at giving up a 3-1 lead and then losing in overtime. So I was like, as soon as it went to overtime, I was like, they're not going to win this. Like, no, no offense to the rain, but I was like, this franchise is cursed and they're, they're not going to win it. Um, I, I think that it was it was a game and all of their their preseason games have kind of shown this, that it's such a young team. There are very few players on it with more than a handful of years of experience, and it, it really shows all the signs of a team that is young and is going to have a lot of growing pains. And yeah. the fun is there, the excitement is there, the skill is there. They just aren't all quite, you know, quite, quite seasoned enough, uh, and don't always have the kind of veteran depth that you know other other AHL teams might have, but. I think that's a good thing because it has shown how much I, I think that like both of both of our teams are having this same kind of look in, in the minors of mm-hmm. how much we've done to kind of rebuild the prospect line, which is great, except for the fact when it leaves your AHL team with a bunch of like 21 year olds. <laughs> and, you know, God bless them. They're having fun out there. Hey, Some of them but, are not even 21. You know, some of them are 19. Mm-hmm. they young. We can talk about him all day. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, there's a couple lines that I've been impressed with. Um, I actually... Let, let's go in order. First, the Friday game. We'll go in order. Friday, Saturday, Sunday's game. So Friday was between both of our teams. Um, I did like the Arthur Colley of land. Or as I put, the arty party mm-hmm. reached the Ponda. Because he had a really great shot from the left side that was a blistering goal. Uh, that, I thought, was very impressive. And shows the kind of playmaking ability that Kaliev mm-hmm. can bring to the Ontario Reign
1: yeah that whole line that of his uh, it's him Rasmus Kupari, and um tr- uh, Tyler Madden yeah and they have been just on fire the whole preseason and i like i had questions about Tyler Madden being ready to to turn pro because he skill it's kind of the opposite sort of of, of um of Alex Turcott a little bit in that Tyler Madden skill wise, I feel like had nothing else to prove in the NCAA. Like he was, he's just so good, Whoa! but whoa. physically that almost <laughs> sounds like a shot at Alex Turcott. It's not a shot. I just, you know, he, it, it's not a shot so much, but I, I've said before on this show and on, on my show that, um, when he was in college, I I didn't see the consistency shift to shift from him that I would have wanted to see in someone making the jump to, to the professional leagues. Um, But I, I have reassessed that a little bit in, in seeing him in world juniors, this year where I felt like he played a much more solid game, a much more well-rounded game. Yeah. And you could tell that he really put a lot of work in over the summer, oh, absolutely. Um, which which is great. Like, that's what I want to see from him. And I'm excited for when he's not injured anymore uh, to get to see him with, with the rain. But, you know, with, with Tyler Madden, like he had that skill. He has the consistency. He just is a very slender person young man and i was kind of concerned for, from the physical aspect was he ready for it but so far he has looked pretty good and you know the the gulls are not exactly a small team they still have some very large physical players there oh, um, and he he looked right at home so I, i've been really excited by that line uh through all of the preseason for the rain
0: yeah and you segued perfectly into that yeah the ducks have some pretty big boys in their lineup Obviously, Andrew Agazino is pretty big. Uh, Jamie Drysdale, he's a big presence out there. Same with Mahura. Josh Mahura, I thought, has done a really fantastic job with San Diego. He's had time in Anaheim as well. Same with uh, Benoit and Coran especially. That defensive line is very pristine for San Diego. Some would say some of those guys should be up in the NHL right now. Uh, One guy that has worked hard this offseason, and you know where I'm going to go with this, you know who I'm going to mm-hmm. say, you know, mm-hmm. Trevor mm-hmm. Zegris, baby, Trevor <laughs> Zegris. So I've said several times, this is what he can bring to this team. I will quote myself. See, Ducks, that's how you're supposed to execute a power play. <laughs> Trevor Zegris contributed to five chances, two of the high danger variety on the power play to start, and the goals did eventually score on that power play. That's an unstoppable power play unit that they have in San Diego. When you have Chase DeLeo and Trevor Zegris out there on the PP, and same with Isaac Lundestrom, they seemed really damn unstoppable, didn't they?
1: They did. And it was one of those things where, like, if I watch it impartially, I'm like, this is awesome. If I watch it from, like, a Kings fan perspective, I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) But just from... An impartial
0: standpoint. Trevor Zegers might be ready for the NHL now. Yeah. I mean, he contributed multiple points on Friday night's game, especially in overtime. Um, Mm -hmm. That was tough to handle for both of us. Zegers just (laughs) missed the net by about three inches. He (laughs) nearly ended it there. And it ended up being Lundestrom with the game-winning goal on that one, which is no fault of the goalie. Just... The goals had possession the entire overtime, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yep, don't know. Yep, what... they sure did. Yeah. Sure did. <laughs> um, let's segue into the following day, which is Saturday's game. And this was the rain versus the Bakersfield Condors, a game that was on YouTube. And I will say nothing more to that. <laughs> <laughs> that was an entertaining game to watch,
1: wasn't it? It was. And I liked the fact that once the rain got on the score sheet, they they just kept pouring it on. Um I think that the final score was like four to two. One four of them three. was a empty ne- four to three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Four to three. Dang. Never mind. Yeah, because um,
0: Bakersfield scored one late.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. And I thought that we were gonna have the same exact thing happen again. Yep. Um but I, I, I felt like the rain played a pretty confident game in, in that one, and it's still, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the regular season because I feel like the scoring through the whole preseason was driven by Rasmus Kupari, Arthur Kaliev, Tyler Madden, um, Akhil Thomas. That that's the line uh, I was going to. That, that's mm-hmm. what I was going to say.
0: I was very impressed with the second line, centered mm-hmm. by Akil Thomas. Talk about that for a hot minute.
1: Yeah, I mean, Akil Thomas is also one of those players who I was really curious to see how he would adapt to this level. He's someone who has also, and he, he has admitted this in media interviews and stuff, has struggled with consistency and being the same player every shift. And it's something that kind of, kept him lower in the lineup in uh, international play with uh, team Canada for world juniors and stuff, just not being able to always play that consistent game. And I, I think that I I'm really liking what I'm seeing from him uh, so far, just in these preseason games. And I feel like this year, because um, because we didn't really get like the rookie games, we didn't get the prospect games and stuff over the summer and the exhibition games. I think we're actually getting a more fair assessment of players talent in these AHL preseason games, because the, the team that the Gulls and the team that the Condors are icing right now for the pre for these uh, preseason games is basically probably not too far off from what the actual team is going to be. And it's a lot different than a preseason game where Rasmus Kupari and Akil Thomas and all these young guys are going up against, you know, the Anaheim Ducks plus one mm-hmm. young player. Um, so I think we're getting a little better idea of where they are instead of watching them, you know, watching Akil Thomas play against Ryan Getzloff and being like, wow, that that kid's a bust. You're like, no, he's just playing against Ryan Getzloff. No, but we're, like. we're going to be seeing that soon.
0: That's that's what I'm trying to say is that second line, I think, is impressive enough that they could play mm-hmm. later this season. And we could see Akil Thomas versus Ryan mm-hmm. Getzloff and the face off dot later on this season. I think he is almost he's right about ready, mm-hmm. I think.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: And the same could be said for, well, first off, the Bakersfield Condors do have a pretty decent team. Uh, kind of great to see Ryan Stanton back in a Bakersfield Condors uniform because that one season he had in Ontario just looked out of place. Not great. <laughs> because yeah. Stanton was a longtime Condor for the previous four seasons, spent about 40 something games with the rain. He's now back with the Condors. So great to see that tandem back. Uh, Bakersfield has always been a pretty consistent team as far as being middle of the road. They've always fielded a very good defense as far as I'm concerned. Uh, They looked a little bit lost in a couple of Mm -hmm. shifts, especially the back end, against this rain team, which again is a powerhouse on the first two lines. Um, The back end is still young, but those first two lines for the rain, Mm -hmm. I think some of those players can make it up to the NHL right now absolutely. Yeah. Well, and great for some of those guys to put in the work in the off season. As mm-hmm. you mentioned, Akil Thomas in his interviews, I mean, for him to kind of own up to that. He owned up himself. Yeah. That I think shows maturity on his part. That shows that he yeah. knows he can be an elite player down the line.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's what I want to see from all these guys is that that recognition of here's what I need to do to get better, and I'm going to do it because I'm going to play in the NHL. Like, yeah. do it. I, I think Thomas
0: was the player I had most in my notes from yesterday's rain game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was another game that took place the same time as the Ducks lost to the Blues. And, oh yeah, this was the San Diego goals once again. They had their chance against Bakersfield, and they did the exact same thing against Bakersfield. That the rain did. They won 4-3. to <laughs> That game was better off. Uh, the goals did make one change. It had Loreto in that first line. But aside from that, Trevor Zegers and Chase DeLeo, that is a premier connection there. Chase DeLeo has played in the NHL. He has had a cup of coffee with the Ducks. Leo's one of those players that he's always right along the edge of being from the NHL to the AHL. He's always been that guy. I like seeing DeLeo and Zegers together. Between the two of them, they can put up double-digit points in a week.
1: Easily. Mm. Easily. Sorry. Trevor Zegers, man. (laughs) He's just so good, I hate it.
0: No, the game-winning shootout goal was disgusting. Uh, So, (laughs) just to fast forward, the San Diego goals, they were behind... This sounds familiar, folks. The goals were behind to the rain on Friday night, 3-1. Guess what? They did the same damn thing. What are you doing, goals? You're giving the fans a heart attack in the preseason. You're down 3-1 to with 12 minutes left. Then you score with Jamie Drysdale late in the game. Then you tie it up even later in the game. <laughs> yeah, Drysdale made it 3-2. Podorowski made it 3-3. And then the shootout. Oh my god. If you haven't seen this yet... I'm going to retweet it after we are done recording this, but it is really sick. So Zegers just kind of waited there, started off from the left side, kind of swooped to the right side, went all around, took his time, and dangled it for a very slick backhanded goal. It was a thing of beauty, and he had the goalie fold at the very end. He held onto the puck and was patient just long enough to get that opening and score the backhanded game-winning goal in a shootout. So yeah, um, Sarah, this is a familiar score. Goals win 4-3, to three, not in regulation. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <sighs> you know, it happens.
0: <laughs> Goals fans get used to having a couple of heart attacks because apparently they like playing from behind in the third period and then coming back and winning in dramatic fashion. They <laughs> like to do that, apparently. So I mean you've you've mentioned players that you think could be ready. I've mentioned a couple players that could be ready, so this is going to be a little bit of a cliffhanger for tomorrow's show. Which players do you think are ready right now, and who should come up sooner rather than later? The youth is the future, question mark? Hmm. A little bit of a cliffhanger there. I have my answer. Do you have your answer?
1: I'm gonna have it before tomorrow's show.
0: <laughs> this will give her. This will give her some time to think over that question. <laughs> and before I say goodnight, I want to sincerely thank everyone for the emails. I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, be sure to check out both of our podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. And Sarah, I will have you do the honors first.
1: Uh, you can find Locked On Kings wherever you get your podcasts it's available on twitter at locked on la kings you can also hear me on mondays and wednesdays on locked on nhl which is our show covering the whole league and all the breaking news and weird stories and uh, fun memories and everything uh, all week long on locked on nhl Uh, it's on twitter at locked on nhl pods and uh, always available wherever you get your podcasts and as we so lovingly discussed at the top of the show i'm on twitter i'm on twitter at at that's not my twitter handle I'm on Twitter at Right Said Sarah if you want to uh, follow along with me for occasional hot takes, but mostly just chatter about Jeff Carter's hair. I got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it is my turn.
0: Um, eat the rich.
1: And You could follow my
0: podcast at LO underscore ducks. And you could follow my personal Twitter at Stimpy JD. And also, don't forget to check out Locked on Bets with your boy Q, who's got... All the lines for you. And he's got some of the hottest bets going on right now. Uh, He's on a roll, folks. And also, also, you can check out both of our shows on Tulopin. And drop us a line. We love email. We love hearing from you guys. We want some more mailbag questions. And also, don't forget to rate five stars. Rate five stars and subscribe to our podcast. Subscribe to Locked on Ducks. Subscribe to Locked on Kings. And subscribe to Locked on NHL. Uh, Sarah, once again, thanks for coming on. And we're going to do this again tomorrow, right? Heck yes. Heck yes. That was Sarah Avampado, And for Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm J.D. Hernandez saying have a great day. Please be kind to one another. And Ducks, fly together.